the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us! That's right! I love this American ride! Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah! All right! Well, hello, America! Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. We are so happy that you decided to hang out with us today, noon to 3 Eastern. And, uh, folks, we have a great show lined up for you today. I want to start with some breaking news from Truth Social, where former President Trump just dropped a bombshell of of an announcement. Um, He says he's going to be making some sort of a major announcement tomorrow. And uh, the president uh, shared this information on a video that's been produced, and you can watch it over on our website. It's pretty fascinating. Uh, The president says, America needs a superhero. And then the video shows President Trump in front of Trump Tower ripping his shirt off and exposing a um, some sort of a costume with a giant T emblazoned across his chest with beams of fire shooting from his eyes i don't know what that i don't know what that symbolizes i'm not sure if we're supposed to read anything into this but i am curious about the president's big announcement i mean this is a major announcement that he says he's going to be making and it can't be that he's running for the white house because he's already made that announcement so my question is what do you think the president's going to say tomorrow Uh, I have a couple of theories. And again, this is, let me preface all of this by saying it is pure conjecture and speculation. But I mean, again, if you use the, and and we got the, we have a clue. No, it's not the beams of fire. No, the clue is major announcement. So it's not like he's announcing that he's moving back to New York or he's selling his golf courses. No, this is a major announcement. So what could that major announcement be? And I, I, I don't, I'm just wondering, I'm throwing out some, some thoughts here. It could be, based on what we are seeing happen in the Republican Party right now, it could be that maybe Trump says, you know what, this party cannot be saved, and maybe Trump decides he's going to run for the White House as an independent. Pick Tulsi Gabbard as his running mate, and they're off to the races. Uh, that is one possibility. Maybe, just maybe, uh, Trump decides that he doesn't want to run for the White House, and uh, instead he wants to just stay in in Florida and play golf. I don't think that's it. Um, Maybe the president says, you know what, I I don't want to be president. I think I'm going to be more effective as Speaker of the House, and I want to throw my name into the hat for Speaker of the House, because we all know, as of now, McCarthy does not have the votes he needs 
we understand at least 30 Republicans are standing in opposition to McCarthy. So, so that maybe that, maybe that could be the, the issue. Or maybe there's something else going on that we, we just don't know about. So anyway, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the president certainly has something big to say and he wants, um, he wants everybody listening tomorrow. I'm curious. What, what do you think it is? It's, it's a, it's a head scratcher. Maybe he does. Maybe he does say, "You know what? I I fought the good fight. I've done what I can do. Uh, you people are on your own. I'm going to go play golf at Mar a Lago." Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. That's our toll free telephone number. That's eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. We're going to get to what happened on the White House lawn yesterday, uh, yesterday in just a moment. I hope they've got the hazmat teams out with the wet wipes, just hosing everything down. Lord only knows. Well, I don't want to go there just yet. But I have a question for you. And this is this is a serious question. It is an it's an odd question, but I'd like to hear from you because it's a question that I believe deserves an answer. Why are we why are we still supporting the Republican Party? In all seriousness, why are we still supporting the Republican Party? And I ask this, this is a serious question. It isn't meant to, you know, again, this is not some sort of a, a generate phone calls conversation. This is a legitimate question. When you look at the Republican Party right now, they're not behaving like Republicans. As a matter of fact, when you look at the Republican Party right now, they're, they're behaving like Democrats, but not even Democrats. They're behaving like wimpy Democrats. They have no soul, these Republicans. They have no value system, these Republicans. They just, wherever the wind goes, that's where Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy go. And I know that Kevin McCarthy is pretending to be a conservative right now, but that man's no conservative. Just yesterday on the White House lawn, we saw what happens when Republicans act like Democrats President Biden signing the Disrespect for Marriage Act into law, putting a bullseye on every single Christian in America. Protestant, Catholic, we're all in trouble. You conservative Jews, that's you too. But the only reason he was able to sign that law was because 12 Senate Republicans joined Democrats, 39 House Republicans joined Democrats to shove that agenda down the throats of the American people. Had the Republicans in the Senate been able to stand their ground, this would not become law. It would not have become law. They literally abandoned a a bedrock principle of the Republican Party platform, traditional marriage. But now that's gone away. You've got many people in the party now embracing the transgender movement. You've got many Republicans in leadership now embracing abortion. And abortion rights. So again, I ask you, what's the point of of us being a Republican? And a lot of people would say, well, you know what? It's not about the culture stuff anymore. It's It's about money. It's about fiscal responsibility. Okay, well, great. So explain to me why Mitch McConnell and Republicans are reaching a deal on an omnibus spending bill that we simply cannot afford. It is loaded with billions of dollars of earmarks. And they're going to shove that through the Congress. Could somebody explain to me why we are still supporting the Republican Party? 
it makes absolutely no sense. If they're if they're not going to support the values of our founding fathers, if they're not going to support the the framework of fiscal responsibility, what is the point? What's the difference between Republican and Democrat these days? And it frustrates me because I've given a lot of money to the Republican Party, a lot of candidates, and it angers me because in some cases I feel like that money's been squandered. Last night I posted on social media my support, my endorsement of Harmeet Dillon for the chairperson of the RNC. And I certainly hope that we can make that happen. We need new leadership in the Republican Party. I'm willing to give them another shot. I'd just like for them to give me a reason to support the Republican Party. They're not giving me a lot of reasons to support what they're doing these days. Well, Todd, you just can't win all the time. No, I get it. We can't win all the time. I'm just tired of losing. I don't know about you. I'm tired of losing. So I'm curious, why why is it that you are still a Republican? 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Let's go to Maine. Patty on the line from WLOB kicking off the broadcast day. Patty, what do you think Trump's going to be doing tomorrow? I think and I hope to sue the United States of America in the Supreme Court for an invasion and destruction of our country. Oh, you're talking about this massive invasion along the border. And all the the rules and getting, you know, back in the days when, when they first invented the automobile and it come puffing down the street and scared all the horses. Well, when they invented the first automobile, did they shoot all the horses and burn all the wagons? Well, that's a fair question, Patty. But I, I hope, I hope he's suing. I hope he's suing the federal government for the destruction of our country. All right, Patty. Let's. Uh, we'll find out tomorrow. But there you go, folks. Patty says Trump's going to. She thinks Trump is going to sue the federal government. Well, if he sues the federal government, I suspect it's going to be because of what they did at Mar-a-Lago. But again, is that the major announcement that uh, that he's talking about? I, we will we will find out very soon, uh, folks. I want to remind you about our exciting trip to Israel. I'm I'm taking a group of no more than a hundred people to the Holy Land. It is going to be a wonderful, intimate, and first class journey. You're going to be staying in incredible hotels. Uh, we have a beautiful resort along the Sea of Galilee, which is a great place to unwind after spending the day touring many of the sites that we have read about, we have studied in the Holy Bible. Uh, we're also going to be meeting with Israeli government leaders. Uh, this is part of the geopolitical aspect of our trip. So we're getting the we're getting the the Holy Land experience along with the geopolitical experience of what's happening in the Middle East, and uh, you're going to love, love, love this journey. And I hope that you and uh, your family will join me for this incredible moment uh, coming up in November of 2023. Say 
Todd, how can I get more information? Well, uh, all you have to do is call Grace, and she'd be happy to take your information, and uh, we will uh, we will get you all the information that you need. Call this number, 844-747-8868, if you would like information on the Holy Land trip. That's 844-747-8868. You say, Todd, do I have to pay the whole thing? No, you don't. Not up front. You can actually do it in installments, and they, uh, they do everything for you, and it is an all-inclusive trip, uh, which I absolutely love. Again, 844-747-8868 if you'd like more info on the Holy Land trip. We'll be right back, America. The Biden administration has caused a financial crisis, and they don't have a clue how to fix it, folks. Our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you're vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, it's physical, and it's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold. They can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can fit in a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. I think what we need is Donald Trump to run in 2024. We need a fighter. And I mean not just a fighter, but a street fighter that can fight dirty. Because that's what we're up against. I don't want to see us run another John McCain. I don't want Ron DeSantis running because he's popular in Florida. And we sure as heck don't need that clown from Utah to run. I'm, I'm assuming that clown would be Willard Mitt Romney. <laughs> That's a, but look, it's a, it's a great point. We do need a street fighter in 2024. We're going to need a street fighter in every single presidential race moving forward uh, because it's going to be ugly, and every single presidential race is going to be ugly. doesn't matter. Look, you could put up Mother Teresa. They would still call her the spawn of Satan. That's what the media does. That's what the Democrats do. So it doesn't really matter who the person is. They're going to try and destroy that that person. Uh, let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Charles in North Carolina on the line. Hey, Charles, what's up? Hey, Todd. Well, uh, as far as that major announcement goes, uh, I can tell you what I, I hope he says. Uh, I'd like for him to come out and just tell the Republican members of the House and the Senate to vote against this omnibus bill. Uh, to not support this cinema Tillis bill on uh, immigration, raising the debt ceiling, uh, just all of the crap that's going on, and just tell the Republicans to quit collaborating with these socialists. But along with that, Todd, I would like to see him come out and advocate for the impeachment of Joe Biden on the grounds of treason. Treason for not enforcing the southern border, treason for the contents of the Hunter Biden laptop showing collusion with china and being compromised and collusion with the uh, with uh, the the him the dnc and the fbi and dhs on on uh rigging an election i mean the evidence is all right there but i would love to see him come out swinging 
and advocating for all of that because uh, what's going on on the southern border, Todd, it just makes me sick. We are literally watching an invasion. I kept thinking in 1941, after Pearl Harbor was attacked that Christmas, um, you know, at least President Roosevelt was trying to rally the nation. We came together. You know, in, in 1913, Woodrow Wilson sent General Patton into Mexico to chase out uh, Pancho Villa. And here it is. We're being invaded right now with upwards of close to 20,000 people a day. And our president is doing nothing but just escorting them, them into the country and, and, and uh, you know, spread them out. And it's treason, nothing but treason. And the poor people in in El Paso are just over. They don't know what to do. I mean, just imagine fourteen thousand people every single day showing up, you know, in your community, saying, "Here we are." Biden said to come. Now you got to take care of us. The the good people of El Paso, they say we can't, we cannot handle this. It is, and it's not fair. And Charles, I was, you know, look, I cheered along with everybody else when they put all the illegals on the buses and sent them to D.C. and wherever, and they made their point. But the reality is those people are now living even further inside the interior of the country. We need to get those buses and send them directly back across the border. That's where we need to be sending these people. That's correct. We we have to secure that border, and I would love to hear him say something more about that tomorrow. And, Todd, not only do we have to secure the border, that's just step one. Step one is we've got to find a way to get millions of people out of the country that broke in here illegally because they cannot be allowed to stay. Well, they're, Charles, they're Charles, you and I both know, and you're absolutely right, and I have been an advocate from for that from day one. But the Republicans that we put into Congress do not have the courage to stand up and do the right thing. All it takes is one crying illegal alien and the Republicans wither. Yep. And, Todd, if that uh, immigration bill passes, you're going to have, I believe I heard, 4 million illegals into the country, and it's just going to invite more. That omnibus bill, that is going to tie the hands of the Republican Party, and it's going to throw away all the leverage that we could have as opposed to a continued resolution where we could defund the DHS, the FBI, and and force the Biden uh, regime to do something, uh, and then this debt ceiling and this um, and the additional two trillion. I mean, it's just going to crush the economy uh, to the point where we, we're going to have a hard time recovering if we if it passes. Charles, just think about this: we saw Elon Musk just eliminate ninety percent of the workforce at Twitter, and you know what happened? Twitter's doing just fine. They're they're moving right along. They don't need the all-you-can-drink wine bars. Imagine what would happen if we got rid of all of the dead weight in the federal government, what our government would actually look like, and the American taxpayers imagine the refund that we would get if we eliminated about 90% of the federal government waste. And that needs to happen. And, you know, if, we, if, if the Republicans would just hold the line on the debt ceiling tide, we have plenty of tax revenues coming in to pay the interest on the debt, so there's going to be no default, to pay Social Security, to pay all the, you know, to pay what we need to pay. But we also start forcing uh, the Congress to make choices and cutting spending and getting us back on the path of financial sanity. Because right now, that combined with the southern border, we've just totally lost control. And it just, I don't know, if we don't do something soon, Todd, I think we're going to lose. And I hope Trump comes out swinging tomorrow. All right, Charles, good call, and uh, thanks for listening. And, and I'm with you. Whatever Trump says, he's got he's to gotta portray himself as that superhero, and uh, he's going to have to come out swinging. 
He's going to have to, ladies and gentlemen. And let me say this. You need to be calling your congressman. You need to be calling your senator. Do not raise the debt ceiling. Look, the Republicans have abandoned every single principle. We're not going to let them abandon fiscal responsibility. We cannot do that. All right, 844-747-8868. Get on the phones. Call your lawmakers and then give us a call. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. You did the tough thing during COVID. You paid your people and pulled your business through the pandemic. And now doing the tough thing could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at covidtaxrelief.org. Government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. This is not a loan, and you don't have to pay it back. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and the tax experts at covidtaxrelief.org. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work and share a percentage of the cash they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had increases in sales. You did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. Let covidtaxrelief.org help get you up to $26,000 per employee. Visit covidtaxrelief.org. That's covidtaxrelief.org. covidtaxrelief.org. All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody. I am Todd Stearns. A lot going on today. So let's talk about uh, yesterday, the White House bathed in rainbow colors, not to celebrate Noah's Ark. No, 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 no. To celebrate all sorts of crazy debauchery. So President Biden um, invited thousands of people to come to the White House yesterday. By the way, uh, a lot of drag queens, and they threw uh, quite the shindig. No, I don't know if they had cocktail weenies, but yeah, probably want to steer, steer clear of those at that particular party. I just say, um, President Biden signing the. You okay there, Grace? You're looking at me in a with a fairly disgusted grimace. <laughs> Sorry, on your Todd. Face. Just you said the cocktail weenies. And I'm trying to eat my lunch as we work, so it's a little difficult. I was going to say vina sausages, so I thought, you know what? I'll just stick with the cocktail weenies. Uh, I love cocktail weenies, though they're delicious. Enjoy your lunch. <laughs> So here we go. Uh, Biden signing this law called the Disrespect for Marriage Act. And this is a a pretty heinous thing. First of all, this really doesn't do anything. I mean, look, going back to the Supreme Court, they're the ones who redefined what God had already defined. So this, this law really doesn't do anything when it comes to protecting marriage. It, it just does not. As a matter of fact, it does the opposite. It actually targets people of faith. And how do we know that? How do we know that this is really all about targeting people of faith? Because you would think, Todd, that's a callous thing to say. That's a cynical thing to say. Well, the answer is very clear. Three times lawmakers tried to introduce amendments to specifically protect religious liberty. Three times. 
That's all it would do. It wasn't an attack on same-sex marriage. You know, if a dude wanted to go out there and marry a dude, he could still do it. If the lesbians wanted to get betrothed, they could still do that too. They just wanted to protect religious liberty. But the Democrats said no. The Democrats overwhelmingly said no. By the way, so did the Republicans. And again, going back to the question, why is it that we are still Republicans? So what is it that this Disrespect for Marriage Act is going to do? It is going to shut down religious organizations across America. They have declared war. Understand this. What happened yesterday was not protecting marriage. It was a declaration of war on people of faith. I want to play some audio, and there's there's some pretty heinous stuff that was that was tucked into the mumblings and bizarre rantings of Joseph Robinette Biden yesterday. Uh, first of all, cut number 10. Justice Thomas went even further, and he wrote the following quote. We should reconsider all the court's substantive due process presidents, including Griswold, Lawrence, Obergefell. That means he thinks we should reconsider whether you've got the right to access to, concept, to, to contraception. And yes, we should reconsider whether you have the right to marry who you love. And that's not only the challenge ahead. When a person can be married in the morning and thrown out of a restaurant for being gay in the afternoon, this is still wrong. Okay, who was that? I want to meet the person who got married in the morning and was thrown out of a restaurant. And why were they thrown out of a restaurant if, in fact, they were thrown out of a restaurant? Because keep in mind, an overwhelming number of the so-called LGBT hate crime attacks were actually committed by members of the LGBT community. I know, I know it's politically incorrect to speak the truth on that, but I figure what the heck. We're already heading down that path, and it's going to be a bumpy ride today, liberals, a bumpy ride today. But I, again, I want to meet those people. Who are the people getting thrown out of the restaurants? You know what? I'll tell you who got thrown out of the restaurant. We talked about this just, what, a couple, a week or so ago? A bunch of Christians because the gays refused to serve them. You see, with the Democrats, these people are liars. They're liars. They embrace the ugly. And that's not a metaphor. Literally, they embrace the ugly. So look, now Biden, again, going back to the point that this has nothing to do with marriage, because that's the whole point of this. It is to protect, to codify same-sex marriage, right? That's what they told us. It was a lie cut number nine. Excuse me. Because they support LGBTQ children and families, we have to speak out. We must stop the hate and violence, like we just saw in Colorado Springs, where a place of acceptance and celebration was targeted for violence and terror. We need to challenge the hundreds of callous, cynical laws introduced in the states targeting transgender children, terrifying families, and criminalizing doctors who give children the care they need. We have to protect these children so they know they're loved and we will stand up for them and say I can seek for themselves. (laughs) Folks, racism, anti-Semitism, homophobia, transphobia, they're all connected. But the antidote to hate is love. This law and the love it defends 
strike a blow against hate in all its forms. And that's why this law matters to every single American, no matter who you are or who you love. This shouldn't be about conservative or liberal, red or blue. No, this is about realizing the promise of the Declaration of Independence, a promise rooted in a sacred and secular beliefs, a promise that we're all created equal. Why is he so angry? He's just like, rah, 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 rah. You know, he was wearing the sunglasses, the aviator glasses. He Clearly, they had him juiced up on something, and they didn't want to see his eyeballs. Say so, Look, the the reality here, folks, is that trans this transgender stuff has nothing to do with gay marriage. But what he did, and this is a pretty brilliant stroke, and just follow where we're going with this. Joe Biden just said that if you oppose the medical mutilation of children, that makes you a transphobic hater. Joe Biden just said in that soundbite that if you have a problem, mom and dad, if you've got a problem with the porno books where they, they've got the, uh, the illustrations of how to have gay sex for, you know, five and six-year-olds, if you've got a problem with that kind of a book in your child's school library, you are a homophobic bigot. That's what Joe Biden just said in that speech yesterday. So they have declared war on everybody. And if you don't think they're going to come after you, just go talk to the pro-lifers for a minute. Because the pro-life community, as a matter of fact, the assistant attorney general, a gal by the name of Gupta, she may be related to Sanjay, I don't know, over at CNN. But it doesn't really matter. I'm off on a tangent here. The associate attorney general gave a speech and she said, well, of course they've been going after the pro-life leaders. And what have they been doing? They've been going and staging the pre-dawn guns-drawn raids on the homes of pro-life leaders. They've been knocking on the doors and doing raids of homes of parents who complain at school board meetings. They even staged a raid at the home of the president of the United States, Donald John Trump. So they're hoping that the mere threat of that is enough to silence you. But if it's not, it doesn't matter. They're going to send the FBI down, and they're going to bully and harass you. And that's why I, you know, Charles from North Carolina raised a great point here. Defund them. Defund these agencies. The FBI has to be defunded and dismantled. Right now, you are looking at a state police unit, and they are being used to target Joe Biden's political enemies. That's what's going on here. All right, let's go to the phones, 844-747-8868. Michelle on the line from North Carolina. Hey, Michelle, what's up? Hey, I just wanted to say, Todd, that uh, Biden is running on on hate as a format to push all the sick agendas that he wants to push. He has to use hate because he doesn't have anything else. You know, so it's, he, he has to push this format. To Michelle, it's it. so funny that you mentioned that because he kept talking about this is love. This is lo-. no, this is yeah. not love. This is hate. They hate Christians and they want to punish Christians. That's what this is and, all about. And they want to destroy the children. Yes, they do. And and Michelle, this is where we're going to have to stand up, and that's where the line in the sand is. Uh, and it's so imperative that moms and dads regain control of their local school boards. And if you're in a good 
southern Christian town or a good Christian Midwestern town, you better believe that kind of garbage is happening in your local public school, too. It's all over America. That's right. That's right. And everybody needs to stand up and fight against it. Michelle, appreciate the call. God bless you. And look, folks, I know many of us don't like to fight, but uh, this is this is where we're at right now. Oh, by the way, i got to play this audio. So Biden, at one point, the drugs, I guess, were wearing off. Uh, take a listen to this. And a special thanks to our performers, Joy, Sam, and Cindy. Look, you know, and the gay man's choir in Washington, D.C., gay man's marriage choir. <laughs> Is that the one that was uh, coming for our children? Was that the D.C. Gay Men's Choir, or was that was that the San Francisco? Oh, it was the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir. Remember that, folks? What was it last year? They were they did the big, huge uh, production, the choral production. We'll convert your children. Someone's got to teach them not to hate. Just a little something to remember, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Kyle, um, the, the official DJ of the program. Uh, just a little song for you to remember and a message for you to remember. The next time your three-year-old is asked to slip a dollar bill on the G-string of a grown man wearing pantyhose. Got to take a break. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. MyPillow is excited to announce the original My Slippers are back in stock just in time for the holidays. Last Christmas, you made our slippers the number one selling MyPillow product, and now they've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, and even wider sizes in all new colors. What makes My Slippers different is the exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet from all the running around this holiday. Holiday. You can wear them anytime, anywhere, and save $90 off with promo code STARNS. That's only $49.98 a pair. You'll absolutely love my slippers, and now they're extending their 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2023, making them the best Christmas gift ever. So go to MyPillow.com and use promo code STARNS or call 1-800-839-8506, promo code STARNS to save $90 on the original my slippers. That's only $49.98 a pair. All right, people, welcome back to the Todd Sarns Radio Program. Uh, let's go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. Mike in Georgia, WDUN, our great affiliate there. Hey, Mike, what's up? Hey, Todd, thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I've just got a, something that's just been rolling around in the back of my head, seeing everything that's going on, and the, to the extent that they'll go to, the left will absolutely go to, to ensure their uh, plans, their agenda, their victory. Um, so I just want to pose this to the public. All right, if you're gonna if you're gonna carry out and reinforce the agenda of this topic that you're talking about, what are you what are you gonna do about when you send the ATF and the FBI and the, and everybody else? 
out to uh, seize the people, uh, the property and the people, you got to have a place to put them. So, you know, you that's why they're cleaning out so many of the jails and the prisons after the first of the year. They're getting ready to begin this and fulfill this narrative that they're working on. So, Mike, you think that the reason they're they're releasing a lot of these criminals is to make room for the pro-lifers and the religious people, uh, the folks who may refuse to bow down to the government's agenda? Is, is that what you're saying? Absolutely. That's their major enemy. That's their number one enemy is the, is the right. And, you know, what so many of them on the left fail to realize, well, that's what you get. When you deny, refuse, and push God away, they they want to call us deniers, the people on the right. Well, they are a word of God deniers when it comes down to it. They are the party of death, death by a thousand cuts, death by abortion, 60 million and plus and counting. You got death by uh, letting all these dangerous criminals out. That's death. You got death by refusing the proper and, and known cure and treatment for COVID, this crap COVID, you know, and I'm talking about ivermectin, I'm going to say it, and all the thousands of things that amount to death. Uh, when you when you cut down law enforcement in a highly dangerous place, that equals death. That, that well, Mike, this is, well, well, let me jump in here, Mike. The Democrat Party wants to create the chaos, and the reason they want to create the chaos is because out of this chaos, people are going to be looking for an answer. They're going to be looking for a resolution, and they want to beat down the American people so far that we would be willing to accept anything and anybody who can bring peace and stability back to the country. This is all part of a very long process that goes back at least to the early 1960s, where they have been conditioning our nation to accept and to embrace communism. And, and Mike, I'm telling you, if we don't draw a line in the sand somewhere, the communists are going to win the day, which is why we've got to have Republicans who at the very least are going to defend the party platform in Washington, D.C. Mike, appreciate the call. I want to share some information with you, and we're going to get into more of this in the last hour of the show. But this is from Jana Winter. Uh, She is an investigative journalist. This story up on Yahoo. It turns out that an intelligence analyst with the Department of Homeland Security, the federal government, tried to prevent the attack on the U.S. Capitol that happened on J-6. But the Department of Homeland Security did not act. On December 20th, 2020, a 21-year-old intelligence analyst went online to search for something. And in the search for whatever they were trying to find, this person stumbled on the blueprint of the plot to storm the Capitol and actually execute members of Congress. The domestic terrorism analyst with the Department of Homeland Security saw a link to a website where people actively at that moment were discussing the commission of acts of terroristic violence and the violent overthrow of the government of the United States. Now, keep in mind, some of those people were, in fact, FBI agents who were embedded um, in these groups. 
the analyst witnessed upwards of 500 pages worth of potential threats to national security. So what did this analyst do? Well, the analyst did the did the job that he was required to do. He notified his superior officers, and ladies and gentlemen, they stood down and did nothing. We're going to get into more of this story. It's a fascinating story. But again, it raises another issue of what actually happened on January the 6th. The federal government knew it was going to happen. They stood down. Nancy Pelosi knew it was going to happen, told the Capitol Police to stand down. Homeland Security now, according to this report, knew what was coming days before the event happened, and they stood down and did nothing. They allowed this to happen. And my question is, why? And exactly how many government agents were now involved How many government employees were involved in the planning and the ultimate execution of this attack on the Capitol? Is it possible that the entire thing was fabricated by the deep state to take out Donald Trump? You have to ask these questions. Oh, by the way, this intel analyst has some information on the alleged pipe bombs, too. We're going to get into all of that. And again, this is coming from Yahoo News. Hang tight, everybody. Hour two coming up next. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. Happy to have you with us. Busy, busy day across America uh, following a lot of different stories. Uh, What's happening along the border is just insanity. Axios now reporting that the Biden administration is bracing for some 14,000 illegals a day, and border patrol stations are already overcrowded, Homeland Security overwhelmed, and people just don't know what to do. Uh, Biden refuses to go to the border. He says he has more important things to deal with. And we're talking about millions and millions of people um, 
and looking at that from a cumulative standpoint, uh, coming into this country and the American taxpayers are having to foot the bill for all of this. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Honored to have with us my senator uh, from the great state of Tennessee, Senator Bill Haggerty. Senator, hope you're doing good today. Uh, thank you, Todd. Always good when I'm on with you. Thanks very much. Wow. Uh, you know, Title 42 ending uh, next week, and you've got, le- you wanna, you've got legislation ready to go to keep it in place, but the Democrats just don't want that to happen. It has to be frustrating for you. Oh, it's totally frustrating, Todd, and you, you were running through some of the statistics. It's just an absolute humanitarian crisis. Just last month, 230,000 people that they know of came across that border that doesn't count the godaways if you put that into perspective of our home state of tennessee that would make the third largest city after nashville and memphis two hundred and thirty thousand. think about that if that were a population of one city uh, that flowed in in just one month's time and as you mentioned they're up to fourteen thousand they're talking about eighteen thousand a day uh once title 42 is fully eliminated and so i put legislation in place that would address this longer term you know title 42 allows the border patrol it's the last tool that they have in their in, in their in, in their toolkit to address this uh, flood of, of humanity coming across the border it allows them to use a public health crisis as a rationale for turning people back covid-19 had served as that public health crisis but a district judge decided that there's no longer a pandemic therefore they could not rely on this as the health reason the health rationale to do it um, that's when I thought certainly they would pass my legislation at that point. My, my legislation is called the Stop Fentanyl Border Crossing Act. If you think about the health crisis that fentanyl is creating here in America, it is the number one killer of young people in America between the ages of 18 and 45. It is an existential crisis. I know the Democrats like to talk like that all the time when they're talking about the climate. We have a crisis right at our doorstep, and it's hitting us in Tennessee. When I talk with sheriffs across the state, state Todd, they tell me that each month is worse than the month before it. In terms of the number of overdoses, the number of deaths, you know, sheriffs tell me the hardest call they have to make is to a mother or grandmother to let them know their son or daughter isn't coming home. Uh, This is a crisis, and they will not deal with it. Democrats would rather look the other way, act as if there is no crisis, and continue to flood the border. And for them, it's a numbers game. They're trying to get more people into states that they control. You know where the sanctuary cities are located, blue states. The more people they can get into those blue states, citizens or not. That increases the number of congressional seats allocated to those states, and it increases the number of electoral votes. This is about power for the Democrats. They don't mind allowing you know, this sort of disaster to occur. These fentanyl deaths uh, are, are you know, just blood on Joe Biden's hand, and I cannot imagine uh, the fact that he will not even bother to go down there. No, and, it, and it seems to me that the, the Democrats in Washington would be listening to the Democrats out there uh, in across the country, and especially those of, of border towns, uh, who clearly have a different perspective on things. I want to play some audio and get your reaction. This is an El Paso sure. City Council member, um, an El Paso Council member, talking about the border crisis there. Cut two. Right now what's going on in El Paso, over the weekend um, we had 2,500 people coming into our city daily. The CBP Center holds is supposed to hold 1,040 people, and currently it's over capacity. They have over 5,000 people there waiting. At some point, those people will be released into El Paso. El Paso is not prepared for it. We do not have a, an emergency declaration um, done. But at this point, we're days away from Title 42 being lifted. And 
it's not, I don't know if it's going to be enough time to mobilize troops, to mobilize whomever we need to mobilize to come down to El Paso to help us. Obviously, the federal government is not doing their job. Here in El Paso, we've been given the responsibility of the federal government, but this is unsustainable, and that's the problem with it. I mean, if it's if it's bad for a city like El Paso, I can't even imagine what the smaller towns are, are going through, Senator. It's uh, It's terrible, Todd. I have been to the border, unlike Joe Biden. I've been down to the border fairly recently. I've been there several times. Uh, we spent three days down there earlier this year. Again, I took a group of sheriffs and mayors from Tennessee because they wanted to see firsthand what was precipitating the problem they're dealing with every day back here at home. And the local landowners that we talked to, the local municipal leaders that we spoke with, are dealing with a crisis every day. They're just being overrun, completely overrun. Their health care system's overrun. Their education system's overrun. You've got a Biden administration that will not even tell us how many people they're shipping into our state. Uh, I know they're coming into Tennessee. They will give us zero information on that. How are our hospitals supposed to prepare for that? How are our you know, law enforcement, how, how are our schools supposed to prepare for that when they won't even give us the information of who they're sending into our state? These are people that are here illegally, and they are shipping them into our state, and you know who else is getting shipped into our state? It's illegal drugs. It's crime. It's human trafficking. That uh, is all, all of these numbers are just going through the roof, and it's a direct result of Joe Biden's failed policy at our southern border, and he did it on day one. We've got Senator Bill Haggerty with us on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today. Senator, another big story and a big issue that you have been involved in is the attempts by big tech and the successful attempts by big tech to censor Americans and specifically conservative Americans. Oh, it's, it, I think it's been something that we've suspected for a long time, Todd. I'm sure you've you know, you've been concerned about it, too. But with the disclosures that are coming out uh, from Elon Musk, this is just verifying what we knew. And the extent of it is just shocking. Uh, last week, I went to the Senate floor to ask my colleagues to pass my legislation that would deal with this. It's called the Disclose Government Censorship Act. It would force the government to disclose any time they work with one of these big tech platforms to censor speech here in America. Uh, certainly the Biden administration doesn't want to disclose that. They want to keep this all secret. Uh, the big tech companies don't want to disclose either. But as Elon Musk is, un- is, is allowing this to unfold, we find out about the revolving door here in Washington. This guy, Jim Baker, who is the FBI general counsel, disgraced, had to leave the FBI in the wake of the fake Russia collusion hoax. Then he goes over and Twitter hires him to be one of their top lawyers. And now he's behind engineering the Hunter Biden laptop uh, they're, you know, burying that, that whole scandal. Uh, it, the, these political operatives, and again, the revolving door between government and big tech Democrats, I should say, in the government and big tech, is just amazing. And I think the American public is waking up to this. Uh, I also know that uh, the mainstream media are not even covering the story. They're hoping that it'll go away. Uh, but we're going to keep on it. Uh, we're going to stay on it. I'm going to keep trying to push this legislation forward, too, because the nature of this is is just very undemocratic. I mean, they literally... Uh, with, with what Elon Musk is, Musk is revealing, they literally were trying to tamper with the results and the outcome of the 2020 election. I'm it's, certain it had a material impact. It's just shocking. And and if, if that was happening at Twitter, you know it had to have been happening uh, with Google and with Facebook and the other social media platforms. Uh, everybody suspects the same. Everybody suspects the same. And you find out that the government is having regular meetings with these guys. And, of course, none of it's been disclosed, only only what we're, we're finding out now through Elon Musk. But these regular meetings, all, all I think, with the, the notion of trying to get their preferred narrative out and to silence conservative voices in the process.
Wow. Well, let's just hope that the Democrats, there have got to be a couple up there, um, Manchin, Cinema, somebody will see that, you know, the legislation, the ideas that you're putting out there um, are are very effective and will be effective. Uh, but this is just nuts. And we, we've got to deal with big tech. We've got to deal with the border. Um, uh, just a reminder, people, elections have consequences. And uh, Senator, we appreciate you fighting the good fight for us. Thank you, Todd. And you couldn't be more right. Elections do have consequences, and we're suffering those consequences right now. Democrats in charge of every every aspect of power. They've got the White House, they've got the House, they've got the Senate, and they're going to try to abuse that. The last few, you know, the last few days they have up here to cram through some massive spending bill again, uh, and do that under the, the threat of shutting the government down. So it's been, um, you know, a big challenge for our country. We've seen our, our nation weakened at the border. Uh, we've seen crime go up in every one of our cities. We've seen ourselves embarrassed in Afghanistan and other parts around the world, and we've got an economy that's, uh, you know, in terrible shape with inflation and the war on energy that Joe Biden has precipitated. So they've done a, they've done a terrible job. We need to make it clear to the American public that, that this is the consequence of the results of the 2020 election, and I hope we have a chance to turn it in 2024. All right, Senator, we're going to leave it there. Uh, thank you for coming on the show, and hope you and the, the Haggerty family have a Merry Christmas. The same to you, Todd. Merry Christmas. All the best. All right. Senator Bill Haggerty, everybody, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, You heard the news. uh, Twitter censored conservatives big time. They also suppressed information about Hunter Biden's laptop. Eric Bowling on the story on Newsmax exposing Twitter's war on President Trump. You're going to want to watch tonight. Eric Bowling, the balance for news you need to know. And also make sure you vote in Newsmax's poll, urgent poll. Do you want Trump or DeSantis as your candidate in 2024? Newsmax wants to know what you think. Vote now in the Newsmax poll, Trump versus DeSantis. Here's how you do it. Text the word skip to 39747. That's skip to 39747. Uh, Folks, I watch Newsmax all the time now, and you should Two, they really are doing an incredible job of fair and balanced journalism and conversation. Again, be sure to vote in that Newsmax poll. Text SKIP to 39747. We'll be right back, America. All right, this is an interesting story here. Uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, hitting Fox News Channel, uh, hitting all the shows. He's uh, he's fighting for his political life right now. Still doesn't have the votes he needs to be the next Speaker of the House. And now he's blaming it on five Republicans. Five Republicans uh, Kevin McCarthy is now blaming. Uh, he says that these five Republicans are going to hold up the opportunity Republicans have to secure the border. He says, um, I don't think at the end of the day that five Republicans are going to hold up our opportunity to secure the border or that five Republicans are going to sit back and make us not be energy independent or let this runaway spending continue. Well, the reality is Kevin McCarthy has been responsible for us not having a secure border and not being able to get a handle on runaway spending. As a matter of fact, it is the Republicans who are striking a deal in the Senate with Democrats to raise the debt ceiling and to include billions of dollars in earmarks in the next omnibus spending bill. It's the Republicans. 
And by the way, it's not five Republicans. Our understanding is as many as 30 Republicans stand opposed to Kevin McCarthy being the next Speaker of the House. So here's the game plan moving forward with these yahoos. McCarthy is telling, wants you to think that if he's not the guy, the Democrats are going to put somebody forward and you're going to have some liberal Republicans voting with the Democrats to put Nancy Pelosi back in the speaker's chair. That's not going to happen at all. I'm just telling you that is not going to happen. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. You talk about crime being out of control. This poor guy here, liquor store owner here in the Memphis area, the poor guy keeps getting broken into. Cut number one, please. It makes me sick in my stomach to think that people are okay with this. This is the sixth time I've been broken into in the last six months at this location. There's a lobby area inside, so they actually broke the glass and and to get inside the the lobby area and then broke that door uh, to get inside the store and basically just threw bottles, ransacked, you know, made a mess of it itself. I hate it because this neighborhood is incredible. I love my customers. I love my employees. And it's sad because, I mean... It almost kind of, uh, you know, this is the result of something that's happening in their own backyard. Do you hear the sirens in the background? I wonder who got robbed. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, gosh. Well, I hate it for the guy. And then we had this this crazy story, and Memphis is a big tourist town. A lot of people come. They want to see Graceland and Sun Records and Beale Street and, the you know, whatever, the Mississippi River. And uh, they had a couple, and they were just wandering down the street in a very – it's a pretty safe area. It's kind of an up-and-coming area, a very uh, kind of a hipsterish area. And some dude comes up with a cinder block and literally bashes the guy's head in. And um, the the poor guy comes stumbling into um, one of those uh, modern bars down there, and um, one of the customers saw what is ha- what happened and went to chase down the suspect. I mean, th- this guy was trying to do the right thing, and the suspect had a knife and stabbed the good Samaritan to death. The guy just bled to death on the streets of Memphis, Tennessee. Unbelievable. Now, I tell you this story. That there, are, there are two components of this story. So then a few days ago, out on a golf course, you had some a golfer get into it with another golfer, and uh, the one golfer grabs a, a golf club and whacks the guy upside the head, cause brain bleeding, and so that guy's in the hospital. So anyway, I just happened to see the story on the local news. I was talking to a colleague last night, and I said, you watch what's going to happen here. This was probably just some stupid golf disagreement or argument, but you watch what's going to happen. They're going to make this about race because the attacker, white guy, the victim, a black dude. And let me say this. Who, who the, the white dude, the white offer deserves to be in jail for a very, very, very long time. But now the NAACP is getting involved, and they're very upset, and they believe that hate crime charges should be filed against the white golfer. Now, what I find interesting here is the guy who stabbed the Good Samaritan, that was a black-on-white crime. Not a word, not a peep from the NAACP about that one. Why do you think that is? You see, this is why I hate this racial identity politics crap. A death is a death. An assault is an assault. It shouldn't matter about the skin color of the person. 
But the NAACP and these these race agitators, and these are people that raise money on this kind of outrage, and it angers me that they use these kinds of things to advance whatever agenda they're going to try to advance. Seems to me we ought to be focused on stopping all crime. It shouldn't matter if the victim is white or black, right? So back to the liquor store. Here's my recommendation for every business store owner in America. What you need to do is tally up your losses. Just go ahead. I mean, just tally up how much it costs you for the shoplifters and the thieves and the robbers, how much it costs you. I guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, when you tally up those numbers, you will be able to afford a security guard. And that's what you need, a security guard, and not just any security guard. You need a security guard that's wearing the Kevlar and the black military gear, and he needs to be armed with an AR-15. And he needs to be standing right outside the front door of your establishment. And I guarantee you, the money you're going to save on the people not shoplifting is going to pay for that armed security guard. That's what you need. We got to start playing hardball here, people. Police aren't going to be able to help us. We got to be able to protect ourselves, defend our own property. Uh, got to take a break here. 844 747 8868. That is our toll free telephone number. That's 844 747 8868. What do you tell the liquor store owners and the small business owners? How do they protect their businesses? So the Washington Post is in a, a bit of hot water, uh, folks. What was it last week? They announced their, they lost a half a million subscribers. How do you lose a half a million subscribers? 500,000 people said, you know what? This is, I, this is a waste of my 20 bucks a year. I'm not, I am no longer subscribing to the Washington Post. It's that bad. Look, and the reality is, these are all leftist rags. I mean, the same things here in Memphis, Tennessee, and we've got two, and they're both liberal. They both are, and they disrespect conservatives. And by disrespect, they don't they don't cover any conservative stuff. You know, any I'll give you an example. Our newspaper uh, or our radio station, KWAM, the Mighty Nine Ninety, winning state awards for journalism and broadcasting, growing by leaps and bounds, doing all of this great stuff in the community. They don't cover a single bit of it in the media, not a one. But the but PBS or one of the liberal talk radio stations, and we've got two of those too. Um, they do something, and the media is all over. I'm just telling you. So anyway, uh, the Washington Post—they lost a half a million subscribers, and now they've announced to the staff they're going to have to have layoffs. And people are there's video. We can, we're not going to play the audio. Is kind of weird. But but the employees are are, in, are infuriated and demanding, what are you going to do to protect our jobs? Well, look, I, I got to tell you, employees, if you lose 500,000 subscribers, there there's not going to be a job for you to have. All right, let's go to the phones here real quick. Dave in North Carolina, what's on your mind, Dave? Hi, Todd. Thanks for taking my call. <clears throat> a couple of things. I asked Grace after I heard about the guy in uh, – 
in Memphis, if you guys have already started a petition to ban cinder blocks there uh, to protect people because, you know, they, they must be okay. He didn't use a, a scary-looking black gun. And uh, the other thing is, talking about McCarthy and everybody, the Republicans are, have got to unify. We keep saying and hearing the same thing about everything day after day. It's, you know, once again, it's Groundhog Day. And the the fact is there's so much infighting right now. If these guys don't organize and unify and, and say, okay, maybe it's not my turn. Somebody else has to do it. Um, they're not going to, they're just not going to make any progress. And when you say, you know, they'll get somebody like Nancy Pelosi, well, it won't be her, but you're right. And it, and it will happen. And all Republicans are going to be running around saying, well, I tried to do this. Well, I voted and they're, Every one of them will be guilty of us not having, by us, conservatives, Republicans, whoever, everybody who's not a leftist is going to lose out to those who are because they won't get together and get the job done. Every one of them wants to stand at the top of the pyramid. Dave, let me explain what's going on here, Um, and, and this is the cold, hard truth. The establishments hate people like you. They hate people like me. And they don't want us in their party. And they will they will work till their last dying breath to stop conservatives from being elected. And that's the reason we are in the position we are in now. That's why they fought so hard against Herschel Walker in Georgia. It is and that's that's the way it's going to be. So we, we and we've got to figure out a way around that. They don't want to unite. They want you to submit. That's the problem. Dave, appreciate the call. I want to go real quick to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Honored to have with us Cliff McDonald. He is the executive director of the Southwestern Border Sheriff's Coalition and the Texas Border Sheriff's Coalition. Clint, an honor to have you with us today. Thank you. It's a pleasure always. So, uh, Clint, let's just uh, jump into this uh, latest report. Uh, the Biden administration apparently bracing for as many as 14,000 illegals a day to come across the border. Uh, what is What are you hearing from law enforcement down there? What's the big issue for you guys? Well, as, as we've said all along, the, the increase in numbers that we've seen are historically high all along the border from San Diego, California, Brownsville, Texas. And with the upcoming Title 42 going away, uh, what they're telling the American people is not what we're seeing on the border. They keep saying that if they don't have a legal right to reason to be here, then they'll be deported. And we're just not seeing that. Are, do you guys have the resources you need? And if not, what, what are you guys needing down there? Well, we're, we're needing everything. I mean... These communities are overwhelmed. I mean, it's not just the resources for our, our law enforcement, but it's resources for these communities that are spending their tax base to take care of these people, and the, their local citizens are paying the cost. Clint McDonald is the executive director of the Southwestern Border Sheriff's Coalition. Uh, Clint, you've uh, you heard President Biden just a few days ago say the reason he hasn't been to the border is because he has more important things to do. What was your reaction when you heard the president of the United States say that? Well, unfortunately, that's the world we're living in today. And uh, we, we need someone that's going to put our American people first. 
and we just we're not seeing that in this administration. Where would you say are the hot spots along the border? Well, as, as they they want to show that uh, the larger communities, as 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 El Paso and Yuma and those places right now are, but we've got some small counties out here who have one county with 2,500 square miles, and they have a sheriff and two deputies to take care of that entire county with with border patrol that are just being paper pushers. And, and they're overwhelmed. They're overrun day in, day out. And it's happening all along our border. So to say a hot spot right now is from San Diego, California, to Brownsville, Texas. Our border is open, and our people are getting run over. It that's horrifying, uh, Clint. And I, I I know they're saying fourteen thousand. I suspect those numbers are are north of fourteen thousand. Would I would I be wrong? Oh, not at all. We we we've seen such numbers. It's unreal. And and the and the sad part about numbers is they can throw out any number they want to and see if it sticks. And if it doesn't, they'll just throw out another number. Fair enough. All right. Well, Clint, um, where can people go if they want to get information on what the, you guys are doing uh, and what law enforcement is doing down there? What's your, what's your website? Our website for the border sheriffs is www.sheriffs. Let me back that up. www.sheriffs.com. BorderSheriffs.us. All right, we got it. Uh, BorderSheriffs.us. Clint McDonald, the executive director of that group. Clint, uh, Godspeed to you and uh, best of luck uh, down there on the border. Thank you, sir. All right, uh, 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. I thought he was going to say, well, you know, the the El Paso sector, that area is probably the most uh, volatile, but he's saying the entire border has been breached from San Diego to, from San Diego to Brownsville, Texas. Folks, it's only a matter of time before we start seeing armies marching across that southern border. All right, got to take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, and uh, again, we are starting to ramp up a big, big event we're doing next year in November of 2023. I am taking a 100 of our listeners to Israel for an incredible tour of the Holy Land. This is a first-class, once-in-a-lifetime tour. It's not only going to uh, combine all of the uh, important sites of the Holy Land, but also we're going to be meeting uh, with Israeli government officials talking about the geopolitical uh, aspect of the Middle East. Uh, We're going to be getting an exclusive private tour of the Knesset, and it's going to be a wonderful time. We'll have a, a contemporary Christian music artist with us. 
We're going to be announcing that individual uh, probably early next year. But we would love for you to get information. And if you would like information about joining us uh, for our trip coming up in November of 2023, uh, just give Grace a call at 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. So, all right. Uh, interesting story out of uh, the world of TV and the reality shows. I don't know if you're a big fan of these uh, singing shows. Now, back in the day, you know, it was American Idol. Back with the original, you got uh, Simon Cowell, Paula Abdul. Paula Abdul, and uh, Randy Jackson. Dog. Oh, Randy yeah. Jackson. Oh, they were that the was, best. They were, they were great. And Ryan Seacrest is the host. Oh, yeah. And they had that. You know, early on, though, that first season, they had two of them. Oh, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty young then. And but. they gave that guy the heave ho. And, oh. and then it became, and that's how Seacrest became a, a household name. Yep. Now everybody knows the who he next is. Next American Idol. Yeah, that's, he's good at that. That's what he does. That's that's his jam. Right Money there. maker. And they had some great artists coming out of um, the first couple of seasons Carrie Underwood, uh, Jennifer Hudson. Uh, oh, didn't Colton Dixon? Wasn't he on there? Colt, yeah, Colton Dixon was there, and Scotty uh, was McCreary. It, yeah, and uh, who's the uh, the chick? Kelly Clarkson is Kelly that? Clarkson. Yeah, all right. So then there's NBC's The Voice. Yeah, and I never did really understand the concept there, but you're you're basically not facing the artist, right? So you're yeah. just listening to the voice, exactly, and that's what it's supposed to be. You're not judging them off of the way they look or act, just the voice. So there's a problem. Uh-oh. Viewers of NBC's The Voice have accused some of the show's fans of racism after the results of the semifinal vote were revealed. Uh-oh. The semifinals took place this week, the top eight taking to the stage on Monday to fight for a spot in the grand finale. Coaches Gwen Stefani and Camilla Cabello, does that, those names ring about oh, Stefani? Yes, both of them. Okay. Both had only one act left in the competition, while Blake Shelton and John Legend had three. Oh, my. Wait a second. Isn't John Legend yeah. not white? Yeah, he's not white. <laughs> so what's the, what's the problem here? Oh. During Tuesday's episode, Carson Daly revealed the results. Okay, we're still reading here. I don't understand what the problem is. Um, Were all the contestants? Well, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. My bad. Just hang tight. I'm on the Newsweek. The Newsweek story is not very good. No, they're not. I normally do not read their copy. So anyway, they've been accused of favoring young white singers. Oh. That's the problem. Goodness gracious. Well, it's just based on the talent not what you look like but it's worse it's not just white they're young white country male oh no and so that's because so it's really that they can't accuse the voice of being racist because it's the the audience yes so there so if you watch the voice then you're a racist apparently so are they able to determine exactly how many white people you know watch the voice i mean how do they know that it it might be black people that like country music that's a good point i mean how are they going to judge that? See, I don't know. I, I just, I, I find that hard to believe. But That's a pretty I, alienating statement. I mean, you're saying the entire audience is racist. People are tweeting. Oh, you know, it's Oh, the bad. Twitter. The demographic who watches The Voice is definitely racist. Oh. 
and favors the young white male country singers. They're not even the most talented. Let a person of color get the spotlight they deserve. Another wrote, this show is racist. Man. Maybe these people just don't like country music, just in general. Because there's plenty of black country singers. Another person says, the voice is so blanking white. Four white (laughs) singers, some of the questionable singing talent vote through by racist America. The four best voices fighting it out for one remaining spot. Have we learned nothing at all these years? Nothing at all. I mean, the voice isn't even, I'm sorry, it's not that popular anymore. So they're just grasping at this point. I don't, well, why don't they just ban, why don't they, you know what, why don't they just put a quota system in place? That's true. You know, I mean, I again, it, it seems to me you would want the best singers. And quite frankly, if, and it can't be the show because, you know, they're, they've got the singers up there and it's America's vote. And then America voted. Maybe they want the, country music. They want they want country music. I don't know. I'm curious. I don't. I don't watch the voice. I, I tried watching it and I just couldn't. Fi- uh, yeah, I couldn't like, get into it. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's all okay. Right. Because some of the singers just aren't all that good. No, you know they all kind of suck. I liked watching America's Got Talent because I just got sick of all the singing shows. Yeah. So at least you got some other talents mixed. I, in. you know, I like the good old days when people became stars. You know the. You know, by working at it, not, not getting yeah, not getting on stage and winning some sort of a competition. You know, uh, they went out there and they busted their butts. Well, now people go viral on social media, and I'll, then I'll hear that song on the radio because it was on social media. It's true. I mean, it's a good point. So anyway, eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight is the voice racist? Are you people racist? Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. I I don't know. It's um. Everything's racist these days. I had no idea. All right, uh, folks, you heard uh, Senator Bill Haggerty just a few moments ago on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier, and they have some great Christmas time deals just for you. That's right, patriotmobile.com slash Todd. That's patriotmobile.com slash Todd. And uh, they're going to provide you all sorts of great information. They have they have packages to fit your budget. It doesn't matter if you're a family. doesn't matter if you're a business. They're going to help you out, uh, and you're going to love these folks. 972-PATRIOT is their telephone number. That's 972-PATRIOT. And uh, you're going you're gonna to hear an American voice, an English-speaking voice on the phone, and that's because their call service center is right here in the good old U.S. of A. By the way, use my name, Todd, and they're going to give you an additional discount, patriotmobile.com slash Todd, and be sure to use my name, Todd, and they're going to give you a special discount. All right, uh, coming up in the next uh, hour, we've got our good friend Rita Cosby going to drop by uh, from WABC in New York City, and she'll be weighing in on some of the big stories of the day. Also, our friend Charles Thorngren from Legacy Precious Metals is going to to be here uh, talking about how to how to invest in this crazy economy. And right now, Things are looking pretty crazy out there. Also, I want to follow up on this story, and we're going to have this up on our website. Uh, The Justice Department now admitting 
that they are using federal law to crack down on all you pro-lifers. You know, what is it in the past couple of months? How many, is it 13 pro-lifers? They've had their front doors knocked in, and uh, you've had the armed agents doing the pre-dawn raids because somebody stood in the way of a a pro-lifer or a a pro-abortion person on a sidewalk. So anyway, the FBI, the Justice Department now admitting, yeah, we're doing it. And they're using the FACE Act, which is perfectly legal, to target pro-life leaders. So you folks out there on the uh, picket lines, pro-life lines, you got to watch this because this uh, could get ugly quickly. But we've got that story up on the uh, website. All right, folks, that music means hour three is coming your way, but we have to take a break first and pay some bills. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. And hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program, hour three of the big show, broadcasting border to border, coast to coast, across the fruited plain. Very happy to have you with us today. Our website, by the way, toddsterns.com. And uh, it really is one-stop shopping for you folks. Uh, you can uh, buy a book there. You can get a hat or a T-shirt. You can also get some some free stuff, uh, including our daily newsletter and also our podcast. And uh, we would love for you to access those resources. So if you miss an interview, uh, you can go back later and listen to that. And it will not cost you a single penny. And uh, whatever platform you use, we have a podcast available for you at ToddSterns.com. So uh, great. By the way, great numbers. Uh, 1.2 million people downloaded the podcast last month. And I just want to say thank you to all of you great folks out there for doing that. We've been following the uh, developments along our southern border. I mean, it really is a crisis, folks, and it's impacting all of us. Even if you don't live in a border state, you are feeling the pain. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, a good friend of this program and a great American patriot. She is also the female legend of the year in radio, a New York Times bestselling author. She hosts an incredible program on WABC Radio in New York City. Rita Cosby. Rita, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. And by the way, congrats on all those big downloads. I'm not surprised. You've got a hot show, Todd. Well, we try, we try to have a little bit of fun down here. You know, in Memphis, we're all about low and slow with the barbecue, but, uh, you know, we, 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 we burn bright. It was hot with the hot sauce. <laughs> oh, my goodness. By the way, Rita, we just had one of our staffers uh, went up to New York City and uh, ran smack into the Santa Con um, over there, which, by the way, most New Yorkers run away from the city during Santa Con because it's all sorts of debauchery. 
Yeah, we call it BoozeCon because <laughs> SantaCon, it's like, even though part of it is supposed to be for charity, believe it or not, but we all see the remnants of it at like 1, 2 in the morning as if we don't have enough crazies roaming around New York these days. You know, we've got so many issues with crime and everything, and now, and now we've got like drunk Santas walking around at 1, 2 in the morning. So it, it is quite a scene. It just it's, it's only in New York. Only in New York. Only in New York. Thank <laughs> Thankfully, it's only in New York. Rita, We've been following these uh, crazy stories coming out from the border. Uh, Now they're anticipating some 14,000 people a day. Uh, But we just had a guy on from a sheriff's association who says those the real numbers are far north of 14,000 a day. Yeah, this is really scary. And Todd, I've spent a bit of time down in the border. I've gone down there and covered it for years. And in fact, I mean, one time I remember, Todd, I went down physically. I was down there um, with one of the local sheriffs. And just to give everybody a perspective, first off, especially because the border wall, as we know, was far from completed. Um, That was President Trump's plan. And of course, Biden stopped it, halted it immediately. It was working, which was crazy. But when I was down there, I was down there pre-border wall, even just a little piece of it. And it is wide open. And that's what it is like today. And I'll never forget, I was with the local sheriff and suddenly these drug dealers come in on a boat and it was like, duck, I'm with the local sheriff, I'm with my camera crew, and we're hiding behind some trees and bushes praying that the drug dealers don't see us. And the reason is, the, you know, the local officials are outmanned, they're outgunned, um, it is overwhelming, and you suddenly see these cartels coming in um, with state-of-the-art equipment on these enormous boats, um, you know, dozens of them, and they're clearly bringing in, sadly, human beings, they're bringing in drugs, they are bringing in everything, and this was pre the situation with President Biden, and now it is skyrocketing. It is frightening. And in fact, just a few hours ago, we heard actually from Kevin McCarthy, who of course is going to be the likely House GOP leader there, the House Speaker, and he said, this is incredible. He said 13 million may cross the border in the next two years under President Biden, under this Title 42 being lifted, and just based on the policies, this open border policy, this wide open border policy, Todd, can you imagine 13 million in two years to but our Rita, country? It's like, we're, we're killing our country. But Rita, President Biden says he's got more important things to deal with. He can't be, he can't be bothered with what's happening down at that border. I know. Isn't that incredible that he said that? When he said that, I, what an insult that is to every single American. And what an insult that is to our hardworking men and women, Todd, who are working there right on the front lines. I talk to so many of the Border Patrol agents. They are so disenchanted. They're so overworked. They're so disgusted. Remember, this is the same administration that accused them of whipping the migrants when they knew it wasn't true, and they still continued with that narrative and never apologized to them. I mean, it's just, they are demoralized, the Border Patrol, and now they basically allocated them to babysitters. I mean, it's so bad that they're pulling air marshals away, as we know, from the flights to be on the border to basically process. They're not doing anything. And, and, and you know, when you, when you just brought up the fact that the Biden administration, when President Biden was this, oh, it was like, no, 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 I'm going to Arizona to do some other thing. Nothing. What, what, what's this border thing? How in 
insulting to our country. What other country in the world, Todd, and you and I have traveled a lot, would actually basically give up their borders and say, come on in with a big neon sign, do nothing to basically stop the flow and, in fact, encourage it, and basically don't check for health checks, don't check for criminal records, pay them basically to stay here and say, come on in and don't care. It is such a dereliction of duty. And Title 42 is ending next week, which is basically going to open up the floodgates. And and it just seems to me, and Rita, I know you've talked to a lot of folks, a lot of your listeners call in. Um, when we when I first started this program, we had an affiliate in San Antonio, and the number of Hispanic Americans, um, legal immigrants, calling into the program, and they say, you know what? This has got to stop because this is impacting us. Our jobs are being jeopardized as a result of all of this. Yeah, it's interesting to say that. And and by the way, Todd, I'm a first-generation American. Um, My father's Polish. My mother's Danish. They came over on the Queen Mary with a 100 bucks. My father literally you know, kissed the ground in New York when he came in. He was so excited to be an American. It took them years. They learned the language. They did all the things. They had a sponsor. They had to do all those things. This was in the 1950s, and it took them uh, about five years or so to become an American citizen. And they said it was the greatest day of their lives. When they, In fact, it was my father was Kozabutsky, by the way. Thank goodness the day before he decided to change the name to Cosby, <laughs> so, which is much easier on the air. Otherwise, it would have been the reader Kazabutsky show, Todd. Uh, but I, but anyway, he, tr- he trimmed the name like so many people did, and he created Cosby literally a few hours before he became an American citizen. Isn't that great? And so these people who have worked hard and have done it the right way really resent the people that have just kind of freeloaded and gone through the system. Um, you know, on the other hand, it's interesting, Todd. I don't blame people for wanting to come to this great country. I never blame anybody wanting to leave anywhere to come to America. It's the greatest country in the world. What I blame is this system and the fact that the Biden administration thinks we're stupid when they say, oh, the border isn't open. Oh, we're doing this. And now they want to throw $4 billion at the border, but yet not change their policy. They're throwing money at it. That's what they want to do to make it look like they're trying to do something, yet they're not doing anything. If not, they're encouraging people to come in more. So the money, again, is going to go to more processing, more babysitters, and more people coming illegally to this country, and they just don't care. And I think it's unfair to everybody, and it is just a huge national security issue and obviously a huge financial issue at a time where things are still tough. Rita Cosby is on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today, nationally syndicated radio host, and uh, she is uh, just a great American patriot. And you can also hear her show on WABC. By the way, our flagship station, KWAM in Memphis, Tennessee, carries Rita's show live, uh, which is always fun. And uh, Rita, I, as a matter of fact, I've actually called in a couple of times as a listener to your show. I tried to do it incognito, but you got me figured out. And by the way, I love when you call in. You have a very distinguishable voice, and you got this amazing, booming broadcaster voice. So it's very hard to fake it, Todd Starnes. You have one of the most awesome voices out there, my friend. But you have to call in any time because you are the best, and I love you, and obviously your listeners love you too, my friend. You know, Rita, real quick, before we let you go, um, I was really impressed with what's happening with the Republican Party in New York, and especially New York City. 
where um, the the America First agenda is really thriving, and you're getting a lot of younger New Yorkers that are joining the party there. Yeah, this is amazing. And in fact, who would have ever thought uh, that the House turning into GOP hands was a red wave in New York? I mean, if somebody had said that to you, you'd go, what? Um, And Lee Zeldin did extremely well in his run for governor. He, of course, didn't win against Kathy Hochul, but he actually got 31% in New York City, Todd, which is incredible. They said, you know, gosh, if you get 30%, you'll probably get it. He got 31%, but she is from upstate, and that's typically where the Republican does well, and she did well uh, better up there because that's sort of her home turf, Governor Kathy Hochul. But Lee Zeldin doing very well in his message about Cracking down on crime, which is very pervasive all over New York, and especially New York City, as we talked about at the beginning, that really resonated. And her disconnect about wanting to do anything about crime and even acknowledging that crime existed, basically, really hurt her. And he did, though, pull up so many of the other candidates. I mean, it's amazing. Mike Lawler, who, uh, you know, got rid of Sean Maloney, the head of the DCCC, the fundraising arm of the Democrats. I mean, that was a huge, huge win. That turned to Republican hands. Um, George Santos, there's a number of others. So four or five key seats are now in Republican hands. And that's basically that narrow victory, which is now going to lead, you know, the Republicans to start doing investigations on Hunter Biden, on Fauci, on a million things on the border like we're talking about. It basically is because of who would have believed it, the red wave in New York. And they stuck to the issues. They talked about things that voters that we all care about, crime, uh, economy, so many of those things. And they called out the Democrats for turning a blind eye on so many of the issues. And it was extremely effective. It certainly was. Uh, And Rita, I have to imagine your show and the great work at WABC uh, really helped uh, change the um, change the political landscape of of New York City, and that's always exciting uh, to see talk radio thriving in in the Big Apple. Rita, we got to leave it there. Great hearing from you, and we'll be listening tonight. Uh, thank you so much, and I'll be on the Mighty Nine Ninety Nine PM to eleven PM. And Todd Starnes and your awesome staff, and all your incredible listeners. Happy, happy holidays. Merry Christmas, and I love you all. Merry Christmas, Rita. Uh, Rita Cosby, ladies and gentlemen, truly a great legend in our business and uh, also a New York Times bestselling author. RitaCosby.com is her website. That's RitaCosby.com. Folks, we've got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is The Todd Stern Show. All right, good to have you back with us, everybody. We have a story up on ToddStarns.com. This one's a little weird, uh, folks. The Army has announced an investigation into at least two officers for posting sexually explicit images of themselves on social media. And it's not. It, this is not your traditional uh, male and female. Uh, this is um, two gentlemen. The officer included a colonel, were reportedly at a base in Hawaii and involved in a sexual relationship. 
According to USA Today, the posts which have appeared on social media show male soldiers in uniform wearing dog masks, leather, and chains. That's not a good look for the military, just going to tell you. Not a good look. And that leather will lead to chafing. So hope they have some, you know, Vaseline or something, you know, get some of the, um, what is the baby powder, Grace Baker? That might work. Yeah, that might help. And it gets a little sweaty, too, because you got all that leather. So gotta you got to wear you the want, deodorant. Yeah, you got to wear the deodorant. Yeah. I would suggest the some anti perspiration. <laughs> Chris Cruz, <laughs> a veteran, posted images of two officers wearing dog masks. Is that a thing? In that community, they wear dog masks. Todd, why are you looking at me? I have I don't, no I'm idea. Not, I'm, you're in my line of sight, oh, Grace Baker. Oh, no, I have no idea. I'm trying to look at Baby Yoda. Oh, yeah, we do have a Baby Yoda in here. <laughs> this is terrible. The account, um, and by the way, the is that the colonel, one of the officers, their account is uh, Pup Ravage. Uh, Pup Ravage describes himself as a rubber enthusiast, a bondage expert, and a chastity aficionado. It also lists his account as 18-plus. Well, I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> and reportedly contained sexually explicit photos. That's a bad thing. On Reddit, an account with the same handle describes himself as a soldier, active member of the Pup community since 2006, and alpha to three collared pups. So we're not talking about actual little puppies. We're talking about so. human beings. No. Um, all of whom are apparently in the military. He's And he also discussed being, quote, kinky in the military. Oh, my. I don't even want to imagine that. Um, wow. Let me just say here, uh, this is why... This is why we had rules and regulations governing who should be allowed to be in the military. Because I can't believe this is good. We're doomed. For the rank and file. We are doomed. I mean, imagine being led into battle by a guy wearing leather chains and wearing a puppy uniform. I Not very intimidating. It's not. You know, the Chinese and Russians are just laughing at us. Of course. Just laughing at us. Oh. The military says that U.S. Army Pacific is aware of content found on social media reflecting soldiers' activities while wearing uniforms. The incident is currently under investigation. So the concern here is not that they have um, people in the military that have some sort of a fixation on canines, but it's that they have the fixation while in uniform. That's the problem. Todd, you've left me speechless. According to a former chief prosecutor for the Air Force, and Lord knows they've got problems, too. The Air Force has big problems. Uh, all U.S. Army soldiers are expected to uphold high standards of personal conduct to avoid discrediting the service and the uniform, both in person and across social media. And we've got the story up on our website. It's just, it's, it's pretty horrifying. Um, I'm just going to be very honest with you. It is horrifying and don't we, watch it and eat your lunch at the same we, time we have photographs and it's i just say those things look very uncomfortable you know yeah it's not everyday loungewear that's for sure i again it says you get the rash you know it's just i don't know that's just very need a lot of baby powder like a whole bottle a lot of ba- a lot of baby powder <laughs> i'm telling you 
I'm just not sure that kind of behavior instills fear into the enemy. I think they're laughing well, at us. It's a certain kind of fear. Well, fear and, of like, what in the world? And now you know why the military is having such a hard time finding people that want to actually serve in the military because of crap like that. Jeez, the loop. Put on some clothes. 844-747-8868. Toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We'll be right back, America. Oh, boy. Uh, This item just uh, passing by, uh, breaking news. The feds are now raising interest rates a half a point. That's uh, the highest level in 15 years, according to the folks over at CNBC. Just to put that into perspective. I want to go right now, though, to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, a good friend of this program, and he is a great friend to our listeners. He's the chief executive officer of Legacy Precious Metal Investments. Uh, This is where I get my gold and my silver. Uh, Charles Thorngren on the line with us today. Charles, hope you're doing well. I'm doing great. How about yourself, Todd? Charles, doing good. um, And just watching all of this unfold and unravel, if only Biden would call you, Charles, and say, what do I do here? (laughs) How do I I get out of this mess? You know, something tells me if he did, he wouldn't remember the conversation anyway. (laughs) Well, that's a fair enough point. Um, You know, Charles, a lot of people uh, in our audience are are struggling. They they they're very concerned. They don't know what to do about their retirement accounts. And you guys have literally the perfect solution. I've taken advantage of this, and and, and I've been encouraging our listeners to do the same. Uh, how can gold and silver protect the retirement of our of our listening audience? You know, that's a great question, and it really comes down to this. It, it's it's an insurance against the uh, the problems that we see in the economy and the problems we're having with the dollar. And ultimately, the equities market as well. I mean, that's where most people's retirement is. And, you know, you need diversification from just that one platform. And that's why precious metals really does fit the bill for that, especially when we know that, um, you know, next year is going to be just as tough as this past year's been. Well, you're right. And and I think a lot of our listeners are a pretty smart bunch of folks, and they're looking at what's happening with the stock market. Uh, they're concerned about the dollar weakening, and they're looking at national debt, and you've got the Republicans about ready to raise the debt ceiling again. And they're asking, okay, what do we do? So, Charles, what do you recommend folks do? Really, the best option is to get uh, get some precious metals. Here's what we do know. We're going to see a continued downtrend in the equities market. It's just no other option is available. We're going to see more raises by the Fed. Um, inflation's still hot. Um, unemployment's going to be picking up now. And that's going to lead us into, uh, unfortunately, uh, a process where we may start to touch the stagflation moniker, which is horrible. High unemployment, high interest rates, and then a low GDP. We do know the GDP's down. Um, I mean, this year they're talking about the GDP being about a half of, uh, a half a percentage point where last year was 1.2%. So we have a bad economy. We know that. We feel that, right? We have inflation. Uh, I, I know there's talking points out there. Gas has come down. It, it's still a dollar higher than it was than uh, when this administration started. 
So all of that noise and all that rhetoric doesn't help people understand what's going on, right? You hear it and you kind of get lost in the minutia. But here's the reality. We're not better off today than we were a couple years ago. And it's not going to get better next year. We know this because the Fed's already saying, don't even look at 2023. I've never seen a point in time where the Fed has said, don't even pay attention to this next year. We're going to hope that 2024 is better. That's not how you plan. That's not how you protect people. It's just not. And again, I mean, when you're looking at at the investments, uh, gold is, as you point out, it's the safe haven. Uh, it is a very stable commodity, and uh, that's one of the reasons why you need to get uh, get yourself into some gold and 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 silver. Absolutely, that's what gives you that that balance, that protection. You know, we often I often re- refer to a, a retirement account as, as building a house. Your gold and your silver—that's your foundation. That's what allows you to do whatever you want on top of that. By getting that security, the risk that you take in the equities markets and and those people who took a risk in the crypto markets, we know that hasn't fared very well for them. That wouldn't be as um, detrimental to your retirement if you have that protection of the metals. You know you have that safety working for you. So not only does it give you a better retirement, it also gives you the ability to take on more risk if you should so choose to do that. Legacy Precious Metals, uh, folks, LegacyPMInvestments.com is the website. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. And if you'd like to, to talk to somebody, you can give them a call, 866-473-6204. That's 866-473-6204. Uh, Charles, I know when I first started investing in, in gold and silver, it was it was a little nerve-wracking, to be honest. But <laughs> but you guys have a lot of great resources, and the best part about it all, and there are a lot of great things you guys do, but it's not a hard, you know, you guys aren't doing the hard sell. Uh, you're really working with folks and helping them because we're talking about their retirement funds. And I want you to talk about this free gold guide uh, that you, you offer folks. Absolutely. You know, it's a great introduction into the metals. Most people don't want to have a conversation if they feel like they don't understand what they're talking about. And we get that. So, so we give you the goal guide as a means to look it over and kind of formulate additional questions you may have. But more important than that, it allows you to have a conversation with, with the people here, the team we have here, so they can answer your specific questions so you can make the best decision. We, we, we don't come from a place of fear, you know. Uh, we come from a place of making sense and making sure that you are as protected as you need to be. And that's the most important thing. You know, you've heard me say it before, you know, a strong America really needs strong individuals. And each and every one of us need to make sure as we're as financially stable as we can be so that America can get out of the deficit that we're in right now. And we do that by conversations, letting people know what options are there. And and what I love about it is the very first thing, and and you 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 lay all this out on the website, and again legacypminvestments.com. Uh, they're not your your team is not about getting the sale first. You're, it's about education first. So that's that's an important thing for people to understand. This is why you need to go down this path. Absolutely, and this is why we have the reputation that we do. We don't push anybody. That's that never helps anybody, right? We want to do what's right for each person. And every one of my team members, that's what we care about, educating people first so that they know what's good for them. 
I just think this is this is just tremendous. And folks, I would encourage you to take advantage of this. Take those first steps. We have a lot of younger listeners as well, and uh, this is a great opportunity for you to get involved early in your career, uh, so you can start planning now for for your retirement years. Charles, I'm curious. Uh, what are you know when the people have been calling in? What what are some of the things that are that they're concerned about? What are some of the questions they're asking? You know, the big question is: Is this right for me? That's the really big question. And the answer to that, um, the generic answer, but it, it it's relevant for most people. If you are concerned about safety and security of your investments, it's right for you. That's the thing to know. It's not um, a get-rich-quick scheme. It's In fact, it's the opposite. It's a, it's a don't-get-poor investment that you're making. This is, gives you that protection, that stability over the course of time. So that's the biggest question that we hear, is this right for me? And for most people, it is. Charles, it's great advice. And again, folks, if you'd like more information, go right now to the website, LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Charles and his team there to answer all of your questions and to help you through this process. Uh, We have uh, been great partners. They've been great partners with us, and I just love what they do. Uh, Charles, we appreciate you coming on the program and, uh, and hope you and your family have a great holiday season. Oh, the same for you. We, we, we plan on having a great time, and uh, we hope the same for your household as well, Todd. All right. God bless. Charles Thorngren, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from Legacy Precious Metals. He's the chief executive officer, LegacyPMInvestments.com. It's where I get my gold and silver, and uh, I hope that uh, you consider making the switch and uh, uh, getting plugged in. And the best part of it all is that it's the stability of it all. And like Charles said, it's not a get rich quick, it's don't get poor. <laughs> so and we all need that great advice. All right, we got to take a break here. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. And officials on the other side of the border, who we've also been speaking with, Jose, they in El Paso, they say they just do not have the resources to deal with this many migrants. And they say it's unsustainable and they expected the situation here to get even worse with a bigger migrant influx potentially next week as Title 42 uh, is lifted. And Jose, as you can see, I'm still walking here. This line is still not over. Um, but, you know, we have seen them. What happens here at the front of the line is that every few minutes, actually every half hour, an hour or so, it depends when they let those 10 to 15 migrants in, buses are brought here to then take them uh, to a processing center. And again, Jose, those processing center, U.S. officials say, are already strapped for resources. And one of the shelters here, um, you know, they just don't have the space for them. Some of these migrants are having to sleep outside in the freezing cold overnight. Jose? What a just tragic humanitarian crisis. Yeah, you better. You're darn tootin' right, Jose. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, by the way, that was a reporter not at Fox News, but MSDNC reporting on the uh, the crisis at the border. The one, by the way, President Biden says, that's eh, not a big deal. I got more important things to worry about. Can't do that. Oh, got to play this audio. Corinne Jean-Pierre, the black lesbian immigrant uh, press secretary. Uh, again, we... Only mention that because that's why she was hired. Uh, KJP is what they call her. And uh, she was, <laughs> well, just just take a listen. Cut seven, please. 
in a bicarmel, in a bipartisan uh, way, was done in a bipartisan, bicarmel way. Bicarmel, bipartisan support. Bi- bicarmel. <laughs> Those are the little candies, right? Caramel nuts. <laughs> I guess that, what is it? Does that mean the candy goes both ways? Is that, is that what that means? I, <laughs> bicaramel. Oh, geez, hello. You know what? Hang in there, KJP. On the job training, that's what you need. Uh, by the way, they played, is it Lady Gaga? Um, they played a Lady Gaga after Joe Biden signed the Disrespect for Marriage Act. Here's how that sounded. Cut five. All right. Happy tune, I suppose. Grace, you're kind of bouncing back. Are you a big um, Gaga fan? I don't know about that but she has some catchy songs remember when you know it's interesting uh she she used to early in her career would dress up in these exotic costumes i remember the meat dress where she dressed in rotting meat yes and um uncle jerry was was we were having a conversation about that years ago and he wondered why somebody just didn't dip her in batter and put her in a fryer you know, <laughs> have some good country fried steak that's true but but she's a very beautiful woman without yeah. all of that the makeup and all that kind of stuff she's gotten better with that over time though she's kind of chilled out if you've noticed and she's an accomplished pianist and artist and yeah just she's really good hearing her play the piano and sing is just you know but anyway this is the anthem for the respect for marriage people born this way by lady gaga mm-hmm. by the way it's always good to go back into the todd stearns radio show time machine grace baker and remember remember the past, the not-so-distant past, when uh, people like Joe Biden felt a very different way um, about this particular issue. Uh, cut number four, please. The president used his radio address uh, yesterday and tomorrow in the Rose Garden to talk about a constitutional amendment to ban gay marriage. You know, think about this. The world's going to Hades in a handbasket. We are desperately concerned about the circumstance relating to uh, avian flu. We don't have enough vaccines. We don't have enough police officers. And we're going to debate the next three weeks, I'm told, gay marriage, a flag amendment, and God only knows what else. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law. The Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pardon me? Hmm? Did he just really say, Joseph Robinette Biden, that marriage is between a man and a woman? Grace Baker, did I hear that correctly? A man and a woman? Yeah, I checked the transcript, and you're correct. So so, so why is Joe Biden even allowed to be in the White House right now? That's a good question. I believe that's something called hypocrisy. <laughs> hypocrisy. Well, he blows with the wind. What can uh, we say? I have one of those bisexual caramels. That's a <laughs> what your head was talking about. <laughs> now I want some candy. <laughs> satisfy your sweet tooth yeah <laughs> there you go well i what can i say ladies and gentlemen again 
the Democrats, and if you go back and you look at Barack Hussein Obama, and he said uh, infamously that he evolved on the issue because when Obama was in the was in the White House, uh, he was he was of the opinion that marriage was between a man and a woman. Honestly, I think he was lying. I think by Obama all along was for gay marriage, but he he couldn't come out and say that and get elected. You know, he wanted people to think something else. But regardless, I mean, that was their official position, and yet they're being celebrated as being these uh, great LGBT warriors when, in fact, and this is the great irony of ironies, the great irony of ironies, I say, I say, that Donald John Trump, the man the gay community loves to hate, happens to be the most pro-gay president in American history. Let me repeat that again. Donald John Trump, a Republican, happens to be the most pro-gay president in American history. Now, how do I know that? Because we we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Donald Trump supported gay marriage before he walked into 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. All these other guys evolved on the issue, right? But not Donald Trump. I just it again the the media they won't talk about this they'll sort of hedge it and like well yeah but as a matter of fact President Trump was the guy who appointed the first openly gay cabinet member one Rick Grinnell been on this program a time or two and the media forgets that because they'll always they'll always when they're doing a story about uh, transportation secretary uh, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, when they talk about booty judge, they say, oh, yes, he's the first openly out gay marriage um, uh, secretary in American history, when in fact he was not. I'm just I'm, I'm just telling you, we, we like to remind people of these things. I know it drives the conservatives nuts uh, when I remind them that that Trump is actually a social liberal on just about every cause except for the life issue. But it doesn't matter because he's pro-life and he's fighting for us. And that's a good thing. So anyway, uh, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, just a little dose of hypocrisy. Oh, yes, uh, our our audio vault is vast. And Biden and his ilk cannot get away from their past statements. We're not going to let him do that. Uh, real quick, folks, just another reminder about our big trip coming up in 2023, going to Israel, and we would love for you and your family to join us. It is a first-class, once-in-a-lifetime trip. You're going to love it. Accommodation's unbelievable. Give us a call at 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868 if you'd like information, and we'll get all of your info. All right, folks, been a great day. Tomorrow, we're back again, 12 noon Eastern. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.